Welcome to Necessity. I'm Marguerite Pierce. And I'm Lindsay Jackson. Today, we have a special guest, a good friend of mine, an educator, an actress. Uh, I feel like you're a philosopher as well in some shape, way, or form. I'll take that. I knew you would. <laughs> um, and so, her name is Elena Freeman. So, welcome to Necessity, Elena. Thank you for having me. Yes. If we had like a hand clap, it would go, so, um, Marguerite and I are excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Dope, dope. And so, we really wanted to talk to you about your role in education. Now, I know you from, oh my God, from middle school. I've oh, known Elena wow. since 12. middle school, 12 years, 12 years old. old. Baggy clothes, <laughs> you know, uh, bangs that just was like Columbia not. Columbia jackets. Yes, yes, you know. yes. Ooh, yeah. yes. The bugaboo joints, double layer. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Um, but we also went to college together as okay. well. Yeah. Um, just crazy how the universe brought us back in alignment. Right. Back together again, yeah, which was right? wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's like a whole nother episode. That's a whole. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no idea. A whole nother episode. But, um. But tell us uh, how you got into the field of education. Tell us a little bit about us, about you. All right. Well, uh, my journey to the field of education has been through my family. So I come from like a family of strong women where um, I feel like their generation probably was a generation that was just able to get professional jobs after slavery. Mm. Um, there were like the hairdressers, mm. the barbershops, where okay. in my mom's home, her big thing was like, well, you know, I want to live, she wanted to live a certain life because my mother's from Hunts Point. So she mm, really, okay. really promoted education. You can do anything you want to do. You can have all right. the playtime you want to have, but please have a degree behind your name. Even if we understand it as a system, there's still some importance behind having your degree and being established. Right. So I feel like I was kind of pushed. Okay. <laughs> because if they left it up to me, while I liked learning, I was more of a creative learner. So mm-hmm. I didn't care for the structure of school at all, the irony of me being a teacher, mm-hmm. right? So I didn't care for the structure. I didn't care for the listening to what someone's telling me to do in, in those moments. Right. So for me, it was like education, you know, I don't really care for it, but I was pushed, pushed and pushed. And then once I loved it, I took off on my own. Like once it became like a a part of me, I think it was like during college, I started to kind of see my own power in how I was learning Mm -hmm. because now it didn't have to look like it did in school anymore. So um, from second grade, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Now, the irony of me saying I didn't like education at all, I remember telling people in second grade, like, I don't like school, I don't like teachers, but then at the same time wanted to be one. Right. There was something about the this woman that was kind of controlling this room of kids. Mm. You know, it kind of just was like, oh. What's that teacher's name? Miss Nicolois. Because mm. <laughs> we will always remember, <laughs> right, back, those teachers right. that off said that it has such a See how that happens back. off the back, right? Yeah. 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 Miss Nicolois, she was my second grade teacher, which is why I always said I want to be a second grade teacher. Um, she was like at that age where, you know, you're still really, really young, but you're about to now be in like the third grade, you know, you're kind of getting older, you, you're aware of boys, you may be talking a lot, you're kind of getting into yourself. And she was this person who always spoke positive, even at times where it was like, you know, I was talking in class, mm-hmm. you know, I was being disrespectful right. and it's like, well, no, you're a very expressive girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And we love that energy. And I used to be like, Ooh, uh, I like this teacher. I love this right. teacher. You know, right. the way that she would handle those things. And she was a very young teacher at the time mm-hmm. too, but I vividly remember her. I remember the classroom. 
I remember the way she used to wear her nails. It was almost like she was always in control, mm-hmm. even when we weren't. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, so she set that example for you. So you went to college. What did you study when you were in school? I studied many things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> psychology, and I was an English education major. So um, when I went, th- again, didn't like education, loved reading. So um, with any test, I never studied. Um, but when I moved to Teaneck from Mount Vernon, I had taken a test like for a placement for high school, and I ended up in honors English. And I remember telling my mother, I don't want to do no honors. What is this? Because, you know, the course is a little harder. We were right. studying more work. Yeah. 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 I'm in ninth grade. Everyone is in 12th grade. It was like, what is happening? Loved it. Mm. Loved it. Mm. Absolutely loved it. Um, once I then got to college and, you know, did the reading, I was like, I want to be an English major. If I'm going to do education, I wanted to involve reading, understanding reading, um, the thought process, expression. And so, yeah, I did um, English education mm-hmm. and psychology, minored in psychology. And then you graduated and then you went back to school. I had the nerve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, back to that second grader right. who didn't like school, right. right? Now it was like you were thirsting for it. You were longing for it, right? And I knew I was, was in control absorbed. now, right? right? So right. now I was always a kid who where I gravitate to these children in my class now where prove it or what you're saying is opinion. Mm-hmm. So let's not act like it's so fact. You're not right. the you're not the most correct person in the room. So right. I was that kid. Mm-hmm. I get them mm-hmm. now, and I'm like, really, Elena? Right. But I, I totally understand it. So I did go back to school because at that point I knew I was in control of it, how I wanted to learn, the speed of it, what I wanted to learn. So yeah, I went right back, and it was um, after subbing because I came when I came from school. I started subbing mm-hmm. at a school that. That we went we to went to, to my middle school, and it was funny because I always would say that if I become a teacher, I'm going right back to Mount Vernon because I moved from Mount Vernon to Teaneck, and I always felt like I missed that little part. And I was like, I'm going to teach, so I then was a substitute teacher there. And as I'm subbing, I was getting paid a certain rate without the benefits. So I love the money, I love the freedom because I was working at a nightclub at the same time. But then it was like if I needed to go to the doctor, it kind of messed right. me up. Right. So I was like, okay, if I'm here, even though I know I want to pursue arts. That was understood. I still need to make it more official to where I still get the benefits of being a teacher since I'm already doing it, you know? So, yeah, I did go back to complete my master's, and I ended up doing a double master's because now I was like, (laughs) (laughs) now I'm like, oh, I want to deal with um, special needs. And here's the funny part. With the special needs children, I went to do the master's in it and never got the license in it. Mm -hmm. So now I have this understanding of children with special needs, but I'm in the general ed class. So... I, yeah, I went back, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about not a glutton for punishment, right, you know? Right. But it was like one of the, um, one of the best decisions I made, um, only because I was able to see what I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't any like, a, you know, when you're young, you're told what you can do. You know, people will see you and based on wherever they are in life, they're like, oh, you know, that's hard or this is once I was able to see, no. Actually, you can do this. Um, and with speed, I started then trying to crunch a lot of things in a certain amount of time. So after that, yeah, did the Fulbright. Like, it just went right. on. Everything just ended up being education, education, education. Right. And then I'm, I stick out like an anomaly, mm-hmm. right? Because it's still education, but I still, you know. Shake the boat a little bit. Just right. a little tiny bit because I don't think education has to look one way. And I think that's why I ran from it is because it looked a one way. You know, um, the people that loved education looked one, one way. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you think like your your interest in it as a profession is 
fueled by your experience as a student, like in terms of you didn't like it. So now you want to be a part of it to change how it looks and how other students experience school and the structure of school, right? To be in control now of how somebody else learns. Right. I think um, it's a mixture of that um, as well as when I was a young child, my mom was a social worker. So she spent a lot of her time. She had two jobs. My sister was older. I was youngest. So I had to kind of go with her everywhere. And that even meant then going to support children that were in need, going to their homes to bring them gifts. So as and then talking with the adults and seeing the adults. And I was always a kid who would look at adults behaving badly mm-hmm. and feeling like you like almost like you had a lot of practice you should kind of know better or wanting the adjustment for me for it to be different mm, right. so now as an adult i choose to be the adult that That's i know different. i wanted and needed exactly. whether you walked into my room right. or you see me wh- wherever mm-hmm. like if, if i'm claiming the role of the adult it, the role is now to play it so yeah i think a part of me was to say to be that person in the room that i needed also, as well as to be, to implement the things that I want as well. Right. Yeah. yeah no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, that you, you took that experience and wanted to, like, do something about it. Right. Instead of being like, oh, no, I hate education and just go completely. J- yeah, yeah, just go right. completely away from it and dive into something else. Be right. Because when people say education, the thought is, like, of the system when it's, like, learning. Right. So mm-hmm. I did love learning. learning. I right. didn't like know that system. I didn't like the, the setup of it, it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was like, I like learning, ma. Mm-hmm. I'm talking because <laughs> the teacher's boring. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. I love learning, but I, I don't, I don't want to do it right this minute. Like, it was right. those things that were happening. Yeah. And in knowing that as the adult, I can monitor that in my room. Right. So it's not a situation of dictatorship. It's mm-hmm. like, I know you're here. We're both here. Right. And sometimes I'm going to ask you to do things that you do not want to do. Right. And I'm not going to die. Right. And you're not, you know, you're right. not going to die. It's, right. it's life, you know. But do you think like that acknowledgement, I feel like goes a long way, right? Because it, in, in the classroom, you, you need some level of cooperation from the students, right? right? And so you, they all can't be doing their own thing in the 30 minutes right. of the hour or whatever. But if you talk to them as individuals, like your teacher, your second grade teacher did to you, like right. acknowledge that you like to talk and express your opinion right. and not do Shame so in a negative right. manner... Just change your whole mindset. Yeah. Change everything about it because now I don't, now my talking, because you know, when children are doing these things, it has nothing to do with the teacher. Right. So my talking to her wasn't, talking while she's teaching wasn't because I want to be disrespectful. I just have to tell Aisha Brown (laughs) what just happened (laughs) at lunch because it was so important. It was like life or death, you know? (laughs) So that's it. And that's I everybody's love life. That <laughs> no, seriously, that's so though. True, right? right? And nothing. And you, right? That young exactly. Have that I don't care about all of this happening right now. What I'm thinking about is when this bell rings. Right? We're gonna get I out. I can't. And I gotta. So I gotta get this. us ready for that. Let me tell you about the right. That is so. Funny. And adults have a habit of thinking like once a kid knows a the rule, then if they break it, there it's like They're nothing to do with you. Nothing right. to do with you. Nothing yeah. to do yeah. with you. No. Everything to do with them. And then knowing that 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 kid walking in, even though they're six, they think they're just as important as me, or if mm-hmm. not more. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So they're looking at me like, what's your, you know, what's, what's the big deal? Like, I, you know, I have to get this out. So if I know that those are your needs mm-hmm. and I, I'm allowing you to address them or I give you time to address them. If I'm speaking, you're not even going to want you. There are children that will tell everyone else, wait a second, because now it's more of like, oh, we get it. Right. So we know we don't want to disrespect you. We don't want you to feel like that. We like you. Right. You know, because yeah, exactly. they usually do like the teacher. Yeah, we want to yeah. please you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hold my secrets. Sometimes I will ask that like, oh, I know you have to tell him that really bad. Can you write it down or can you remember it to tell him as soon as I'm done talking? Mm-hmm. And I literally, after I'm done talking, I'm like, okay, you got two minutes. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Right. Are you ready Let to go out. back? Right. Please. Right. Yeah. Because there are times where <laughs> I need to text. Like if I'm right. in a meeting, no one's telling me. If I'm in a meeting and I have to say something to someone, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it, you monitor how you do it, but you do it as adults. Right. So for me to think that the kids should have this control to ignore right. it when school is literally the only time to really be Right. It would be like, I want to be tortured in this room right. because they're going to get it out. It's right. either going to look like I'm telling him something or me and you're going to have it because you didn't you let me. Power right, exactly. Yeah. We don't have to. Mm. Let's not have it. Yeah. I would like peace. You have a, you have something you want to share? Oh, this is great. And we let's just keep going. Right. I'm exhausted by doing that. Right. But it's still, it, but it's not the same type of exhaustion that you would experience if you didn't allow that to happen. Right. Right. It's different. Right. So it's just a tired, like, I have no energy to talk. I don't want right. to hear music in the car. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to tell anyone what I want to eat. I want every decision from by the time I get home. To be already That's predetermined. Because yeah. I have made a thousand decisions right. today, right. you know? Right. And it's only 4 p.m. Yeah. at this point. Right. At this point, it's 4 p.m. And I'm like, wait, I have to eat and then find something to wear. That's the struggle of a teacher. It's like, they don't think they know what they do all day. So then they just kind of blink, you know, blink it out. And they, yeah. oh, that's just him. You know, they become, they just become these yeah. things where it's like, no, like, I can't do that. So I have to be mindful of how I'm dealing with this stress in this room so that outside of it, I'm not just like, Going through like the robotic. motions of it, yeah, very yeah, robotic, robotic, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk about education looking different, right? Because education is really about learning and changing what the learning experience looks like. And so, we start to see a little bit of that now on social media, where now teachers are recording what's happening in their classrooms. Right. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, do parents sign consent forms for that? But anyway, so yes, they do. Okay, yes. good. So, um, yes. <laughs> so they do that, and so like they ma- they're making songs and mm-hmm. you know rhymes and things like that. And so one of the things that I know that you've done is you've made songs, but you've also um, brought drama into the yes. classroom and you started to bring it into the classroom and then you started to get your own program. So tell us a little bit about why you saw the need for drama in the classroom <laughs> and then the benefits that you saw in their Margarita. daily performance. <laughs> Margarita, the drama is so real in the classroom that I'm like, if I don't already a drama, right. so right? there that it's like, okay, let me structure this and know that these are characters. We're all, this is like, these are Just roles. Playing, right. What role am I playing? <laughs> but what made me do it was, i never will forget this year, I had 22 boys in a class and three girls. Oh, wow. I then had nine children with an IEP okay. and then the other other children the remaining 12 of them um like it was like okay i don't i just want to say behaviorally challenged okay. okay so they were like um these children they would come into the room and i had another teacher and i remember going home frustrated every day like crying to my mother telling her i'm gonna quit <laughs> right. because it, it was violent they were upset mm-hmm. they were throwing they were doing whatever they could possibly do to express themselves and it had nothing to do with her and i like right. we were doing our best it was literally whatever they were experiencing this is what they thought of it so i was going home upset 
I was talking to administration, no one was helping, mm-hmm. and then everyone was in this frustration mode of what can we do? Like they like it was like whatever, figure it out on your own. We we can't do anything. Yeah. So I was feeling like alone in it and I was feeling abused in it yeah. and I was already taking um writing classes in the city, acting classes just because I love it. Mm-hmm. So I I loved it. I would I belonged to a theater group called 68 Cents Theater Group and I would just go down here, take classes as if I didn't have a career um and just get in it because I loved it and it would allow me to go to work and be at work and be okay mm-hmm. right. because I'm I'm everything I'm doing everything that I love but in this situation I did not love it. It was like I don't want to teach. I can't believe they tricked me because I'm <laughs> sitting here in this room full of these individuals that could care less about what I'm saying. Right. You know, they have their own things going on and I was struggling. So when I went to um, class, one of the scenarios were write scenes about your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, write about my life. Didn't have time, stressed out with the job. Um, I was taking the train to go to this class. So I took the 45-minute ride on the train and I remember like, oh, I had to do homework. So I started writing, telling people off. Now, yeah, I was telling them off in dialogue because we had to do this 15-minute segment about just what we're experiencing. So I was turning the people I was dealing with into characters, really talking about them, like not liking it, trying to see if I was going crazy. Like, okay, guys, this is what's happening, right, right. but this is what I'm seeing. Like, am right. I, is this real? Because this is not what you guys say on TV. I don't see this anywhere, but... This is what's happening. So I started kind of writing it. And I swear, like within the next two weeks, it just felt like therapy. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. therapy. I would get up. I would perform it for 15 minutes in front of the class. It was so therapeutic that um, because I was doing yoga in addition. But it was so therapeutic that I forgot the stresses of the 22 boys and the, like the behavior mm-hmm. issues. Right. Yeah. It became a thing where like, okay, well, the way I see you guys, you're not even issues anymore. Right. So we're not we're not Old even doing that. Perspective just changes. Shifted, right. And it everything. just shows also how important perspective is. How you look is. at things. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, um, it was like, okay, this is therapeutic for me. It allowed me to come in here and deal with you different. I wonder if children then will have the opportunity to have an outlet, even if it's the five minutes that they get to express themselves right. in any way, in any form, whether it be uh, poetry, acting, writing, dance, dance or even sometimes yeah. improv where I'm putting them on a spot where they get to see themselves. So it's like, I'm the teacher. I'm not telling you what to say. Right. You now have to think of it. Who do and you want to be? how empowering is that, right? right? And Very. that's what young people need at that age right? right? is to be empowered and to know that they can make decisions and be in control and right. be free. That you ha- yeah, you have a voice, right? So while we're helping you mold it, it doesn't mean it's ours. It's not your mom's. It's not your teacher. It's yours. So even if I give them that 45 minutes of the opportunity, that would work. I ended up leaving that position and getting a Fulbright and going away for the summer to do the Fulbright and writing all of these research papers while I was away to the principal and superintendent. Like, this is why it works. This research shows this. Um, This is why we should have it. And at the time, you know, there's no theater programs in the Bronx. It's there, there's no funding for it. Right. Um, but money became available. The superintendent was really pushing arts. And she was like, well, you know what? Let's create that program and let's see mm-hmm. how it does. And so, yeah, we're in, it's in the fourth year right now. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's totally fun. I'm like, yeah. am I even at work? Is this right. work? Right, because you're enjoying it. So what's what's been the reception from the student's perspective? Oh, my God. So the perspective <laughs> is this. Let me tell you this. If I want a lunch. Uh-huh. I better go in my car. There's, that's the perspective. If I'm going to the bathroom, yeah. I better look to see that the hallway is clear. clear. Because right. now it's like, they associate me with the feeling. So the teachers are like, well, what are you doing in here? I'm like, no, 
it's it, there's nothing there's no magic i'm right. still i still get upset i still get frustrated i still talk to them and they don't like it i still tell them things and they don't like it the one thing is that they think that um whatever their feeling is of empowerment that they're doing they associate it with me yeah. so when they see me it's just excitement because it's like oh you made me feel like that but it's really them but i just have the room for them to do it right so you know they're like oh we know we got that from you so there's this pre-k girl who just she's three and so when she sees me, she goes, hi, Miss Theater. Hi, Miss Stage. Hi, Miss Auditorium. She calls me oh, all three. Oh, that's and so And she adorable. knows my name, you right, know? Right. But I think it's so cute because she's three. Right. And that's like, what she associates you with. Right. Yep. And cries every time she has to leave. And I'm like, I'm going to see you in the hallway. Like, I'll come to your class. And she's crying. And I don't, because she's that girl. So mm. she's the girl that's like, I can do it. Right. One day she begs me to sing on the mic some song that she knew all the way. And I'm like, we can't do that right now because I'm teaching, girl. Right. Right. You know, like, right. You see these other kids? And she's like, no, this is what I, I, I need do. it. Right. And wow. so we had to have it, you know? <laughs> We're going to shut this down eight minutes early and give it to her, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. Where else is she going to have a mic and a stage where she wants to, you know, kind of show herself off? I just, I mean, every time I see her mother, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Speaking of their mother, right? Uh-huh. What's some of the feedback that you're getting from the parents, parents that yeah. are talking about maybe the difference that they're seeing in their own child or even their performance? I love the parents. That's the part because, you know, you have fear for the parents because parents have no idea who their kids are, mm-hmm. right? So they have no idea. It's like they, they have this concept because that's their kid, right. but that's a whole separate Image individual, right? right? Yeah. Who then knows how to please you in front of you. So they do those things and then they go somewhere else and then they are expressing themselves and how they truly feel. Yeah. So the parents, I love the feedback because I've never had a parent that didn't trust me. Mm. I've never had an issue where I need, I, I've called one, in the last two years I may be called one parent. And I only did that because I'm like, man, I said I was going to do it. So I kind of had to only keep my word because <laughs> I said it. Other than that, right. I, it like a threat I said it, not a threat, it's like a promise. Like if that happens, I have to. Oh, okay, got Because it. at that point... We use, you know, I I don't have to go outside anywhere. So I know if you're doing that, yeah. it's not me. Mm-hmm. You're somebody that is so easy. So I now I want to kind of check in mm-hmm. to see. And of course, things were happening with him at uh-huh. home that yeah. kind of did that. But it was like, okay, let me check to see because this is not you. Right. So not typical yeah, not a threat like to create fear. Like right. you do that, I'm telling your mother. Okay, if I have to pull that. I need right. to leave. Yeah, because if That's I need to be in a room and I'm saying that I gotta call someone else to help me with you. Um, that might be an issue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't have that. Like, call someone else to help me with my job. Right. Like, no. Right. No. So, um, yeah, I would say the parents' feedback has been great. What I loved was that on right before break, this uh, one of the crossing guards came up to me. She goes, I wanted to talk to you. And I'm like, why? She was like, um, a parent came up to me and was like, well, who is Miss Freeman? And she was like, and I pointed her out. She was like, what, they were asking, like, well, what's the big deal? My child won't stop talking about her. And I thought that that was so great because I don't see her kid. So I don't even experience your child. This kid is going off of what other children now have to say. I love it. You yeah. should see. You should see it. It's like the. It's. I love it, and then it's scary because any other adults sometimes have a hard time with figuring out. Like this kid tore up my room. Why is he sitting Not in here? Right. 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 Why is he in this? Right. This luxury almost right like why does he get to have this luxury of having oh. fun and being happy right when they have made me so unhappy let me tell you they will take that from them they will do things like this if they are talking and they know the kids look forward to like if they come in and they see the schedule oh yeah theater the threat will be not if you don't finish your work right. or if you don't talk we're not going they will give yeah. up their 40 minute prep 
their 40 minute break that they technically just would have to punish just the kid. to punish the kid. That's uh, about control, control right? Right, right. Because right. at that point, do you not want your break? Right. You know what I mean? At that point, forget what they're doing. You technically need to prepare. Right. You're like, nope, I'll sit and I'll just deal because you don't need to feel that because you did this to me. See, that's the thing. But isn't that mm-hmm. like pretty petty? Yeah. 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 But that's human sometimes, right? And it's when you're injured, you feel injured. That teacher feels injured by that kid. Look at this kid and what they did to me. My feelings are hurt now, right? Yeah, so... And now I have to use my power and my authority to kind of punish you and not allow you to enjoy the things that I know that you really enjoy because you deserve to suffer. The way that I feel. The way that I feel like I'm suffering. Right. But right. parents do it too. Right. Oh, right. Oh, but see, they yeah. get a pa- the past for them is that that's their kid. kid. Right. So right. if you're like, you know, I don't like when you did that, you go do, you, you, you can understand that. It's like, but this person is a human too. So she's at the point where it's like, if you guys are going to get this message, well, we don't realize that, that didn't work when the parent did it. It's definitely well, not going to work, work when you, you do it. Because I, I would, I would, I think my perspective on it is if you're, if I'm having that reaction personally, then I feel like that's a clue for me that I need to do something. I need to step away from the situation and recenter myself. Like if I'm trying to, take it out on a student in my classroom, I need to check in with me. And maybe I need to go to theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> like, maybe I need to, yeah. To like, to do the teachers. Like teachers. Right. Exactly. Like, as a professional development day, as a workshop. And they do your program. Right. Uh, teachers to express themselves about their own frustrations about what's happening in the classroom with the kids, right. with the parents, And be able whatever. to kind of separate, like, as well, a lot of what I'm hearing you say, like, separate the roles and the different hats and uniforms that we wear front, like just break them up a little bit and to not get so overwhelmed by the totality of it all. Right, right, right. No, it, it's, it's you're absolutely right. When you said the many hats. Yeah. So you have, you're wearing these many hats in the one room that mm-hmm. entire time. Right. For each kid. And right. then the parents who are sending their kids, they want the, that child's needs met. So it's not a case. It's like, it's not a case where everybody's like, I'm helping. I'll jump in. What do you need? You're not getting that. It's, right. it's no support. Right. And you're not yeah. getting it from the school and the system itself. You're getting opinions and views about what should take place in a room. And what shouldn't take place without the understanding mm-hmm. of what really is going, going on, on in that room. Classroom. Yes. Right. That's so true. It's not what you think, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking about not what you think, right, and what's going on in the room. Right. Like, you talked about this writing that you were doing for this course. And right. about what you were experiencing in the classroom versus <laughs> what you were being taught about oh, what to lies, expect the, in the lies they right? tell you to get the you in so <laughs> you then turn that into a show yes right yeah so tell us a little bit about the show and how you yeah. wear these mini hats of right. characters in this show so like, you see how you spoke about um you said something like, what was that year? Like, what made, What was that year where you, like, um, were deciding about education? Or what was that year that was, like, your struggle that stuck out um, where I was speaking about the 22 boys and the mm-hmm. three right. girls? Yeah. Um, that year produced 
everything. Like, mm. so yeah, I was frustrated. That's how the theater program then got because then I started writing about it. But then I started writing about those same characters, and those characters are real people. So after one of the, um, the showings, after it was like 15 minutes that we had to do, the teacher who happened to be Ben Stiller's coach was like, oh, um, you know, I'm Ben Stiller's coach and I'm going to California for a couple of weeks. I know that the class is over, but I want to develop this into something a little bit more. If you're willing to come to my house, she lived all the way down by Bleecker Street, which is all the way out of my... I lived in Jersey. Okay. Um, and she's like, you know, I live down here, but if you're willing to come to Bank Street or meet me at the school, she te- she taught at the School of Drama also. Okay. She was like, um, on the days I have available, we can develop it into something. So like, for like three years, I would go to her house. We would go to the living room. I would be writing um, more characters. We would talk about it because she's a teacher as well. Okay. She had a one-woman show. Uh. Um. And um, I think it was What's Next with Karen Ludwig. And um, during her one-woman show, we would be talking. And she was like, I think this could be one. I'm like, yeah, but there's so many characters. She was like, yeah, but you're going to play them all. I'm like, what? She was like, you're doing it in my living room. When you talk to me and you're telling me about it, you then go into this voice of these people. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And so then we started, like, developing it for it to be a show. Nice. And then we worked. I worked with Matt Hooverman. Um, and then it became... 25 minutes and then from 25 it went to 55 so it's a show about a teacher it's a real true story (laughs) about a teacher who like goes to school gets all this education she thinks she's going to like walk into this room and the kids are just going to listen and everything's going to be perfect and that's not what happens like she has these lessons that she comes in with and her children show up with their own lessons Mm -hmm. so it's like um and they kind of teach her a lot about like the kids told me a lot about myself how much patience I really, really, really have, how understanding I really, really am. Um, and they also show me like my, like my control over my own energy. So there are mm-hmm. days that I go in there and I may not feel like 100 and they know it. Right. And they look at me and they go, yeah, like, why do you have that on? And I'm like, <laughs> and they're like, you, 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 you put your hair like that this morning? Mm. And they let me know or like, wow. what, like, what's your problem? Even if they do something where they know I normally may react right. like differently, if I react a, a way that they're not used to, it's like, well, what's going on with you? Right. Mm. You know, like get it in order because you, you said you got it together. You want me to have it together at my desk. Right. You know what right, I mean? Like right. what's, what's going on with you? And I'm like, guys. <laughs> and these are second graders, right? right? At that time. Oh my God. These right. are second graders. Yeah. Cause children are intuitive and then they're honest too. And I'm in the so South Bronx. Yeah, right, I was just about to say <laughs> in the South Bronx, right? I'm in the South. Of exposure and responsibility right. oh, so different baby. for those young people. So you can't make little comments. They call you out on your stuff. Oh, call you yeah. out on your lives. They're ready. Yeah. Okay. They stay ready. They come in there and like there's no hide. You know, you can hide with certain kids. You can go like this. Okay, no. But no, they're like, yeah. why are you talking like, like that? We're not doing that. Yeah. Tell me exactly how it is and tell me what it is. And I just <laughs> I tried that voice on Savannah <laughs> one time. Though. She was like. That's not your voice. Give me your real voice. Your real voice. And she's like, you're being funny with me. And I'm like... And they don't want to play. That's the thing with <laughs> yeah, children. Not right. While we want to trick them and play with them, they get them to manipulate not. them to get us to get them to do what we Just want. They don't like it. Yeah. You know, and then they, once yeah. they figure it out, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm on to you. Uh-huh. This is, that's how you are? Well... I'm gonna meet you, exactly. and they're better than we are. That's why I don't. I'm not playing. I'm not playing with anybody. <laughs> I'm not making up no lies. You guys better take it easy on me, and we take it easy on each other. You know, right. like there's no separation here. I'm just a little. You know, I went to school. I've been here a little bit longer, <laughs> but that's it. 
Like, yeah. I feel like you feel, you know? So the play was like, it's an expression and it's an ode to teachers. Like you said, with as far as the PD is concerned, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It is it's to be used to justify the experience mm-hmm. of a teacher because we have no justification. Right. You should see the PDs they send us on. They're like, okay, you can do X, Y, Z in your room. And it's like, well, wait a minute. I can't do the 550 things right. other, that you gave me before. And right. every Monday you have something, something new for me to do yeah. without saying, I know you're doing a lot. Right. And that no to me. No validation of what none. I'm going So it's like no you can go in there and just survive. Survival of the fittest if you can. Or you can come out being angry. Like there were young teachers. I was young going to bed at like 435 taking big, big huh. naps. Young. So I thought I, I thought it was me until now there's yeah. a generation of teachers that are younger, younger than me. And right. they're like, what do I do? I go home angry and I argue with like my friends. And it's for nothing. I'm just angry. Mm. And it's true. Because you don't know how to come up and down. Like, we're, we're still people. Right. So if my role is to control the room, there's sometimes where I'm going to have to be frustrated with someone that may be violent towards someone else. I still have to experience that. Yeah. I see the violence. I have to interfere with the frustration. That's still me. I'm still in this room, you know. So it's like, how do I then come out of it to go home and be this happy, productive wife, mother, right. sister? By that time, you're like, oh, listen. <laughs> whatever, whatever's going. Yeah, right, so yeah. Like I, do. I don't want to right. interact right. with anybody else. Right. right. At that point, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like. Mm. So it becomes this thing of like, um, yeah. So my fear was that, like, mm. okay, Elena, you're going home and you're going to bed a little early, and yeah. why? You know, you literally are young you should this it's a job it should not require this much mm-hmm. why don't people why aren't they aware that this is what you're doing from 8 to 2 30 right. with no assistance like no funding no no oh oh you have a fight breaking out in your room you need someone to break it up while you teach the others no do that all in that one room simultaneously. you know what i mean simultaneously and then when they go to the bathroom you better make sure nothing happens on the way there and in there right. and i'm like well wait a minute i'm, I'm in, in here right you know what i mean so the the level of responsibility that they give you even mentally even if you know really come on i can't control all of this right. mentally this is what they're telling you so then you're still struggling with that in your brain like i'm responsible i'm responsible i'm yeah. responsible and i'm like man Somebody kiss a teacher, okay, <laughs> because there's too much, you know, too much on right. one person. It's yeah. unreal. I laugh when they come in and they're like, oh, you got to do this. I'm laughing first. Right. And they're like, oh, you're not taking this. Oh, I'm taking this serious. I'm laughing at you right. <laughs> coming in here thinking that it, some more can happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think would be, like, things that could realistically change to 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 lessen the load of the teacher in the classroom like what are some of you like you've lived this right, right for a long time but what do you think are are realistic solutions hmm. to the problem so that's the thing every i think everybody thinks that there's always like this one solution right. like you know what if we then go train all the teachers mm-hmm. it'll be better yeah. Well, yeah. no, mm-hmm. you know, because certain areas they're going to have implements where in the community, they're not better. Right. So then um, maybe they're going to come in here and, and the stuff that you teach them, they unlearn by the weekend, by the mm-hmm. weekend, yeah. the week off. I already know the person I'm going to have to be tomorrow because of that right. week off. Yeah. So I don't know if there's one solution, but there are many solutions, I think, like as far as the basic understanding of like um, how a child, how children really learn. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's them engaging. That's them talking and exploring on their own. 
we need more than one body in the room for, in order for them to really do that in order to address those different needs. Like in my room, I do theater. So like some of the children are really, really good at acting. Some of them are good at writing. And some of them, I can say, let's design a set. And they will literally make stuff out of paper boxes. So these are the kids that you have in the room. They're all not the writers. Right. Mm-hmm. So how can we address all of those needs simultaneously? They came up with differentiating instruction. Well, now you're asking this one teacher to differentiate instruction for 30 right. kids. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one person can't. One reads on a level A. Right. Three um, read on a level G. Two on a K. Yeah. One on a Z. Five on a W. I'm sorry, you're speaking about 10 lesson plans. And you want them implemented in the room that day. Not it, even humanly possible. possible. Right. Do you understand? Right. So it's like it's- laughable. It's like, <laughs> Like, this is crazy. But then you have those requirements where it's like, okay, if your grades aren't doing well, if your scores aren't doing well, we're looking at you. Why aren't you doing that? Mm -hmm. And what's going on in your room? And that's why the whole thinking behind it is like the system, the way it's set up, even how they scrutinize or view the teacher. It's like... Mm -hmm. This, this is unreal. Right. The standardized testing where now we've learned all these things this one year and now you have a test and you're speaking about acres of land. Well, they don't know acres of land. Right, they right. know buildings. Right, right. So if you had asked them something right. like that, yeah. you could test their intelligence. Right. But now you're speaking of acres. Yeah. We are not yeah, in Oklahoma. No right. one. Right. Yeah, no, so it's like, like it's so un- it's unfair. The testing's unfair. The way you scrutinize the teachers is unfair. The training for the teachers is unrealistic. It doesn't. It's almost non-existent, even right. if it's there. The There's training, no time for it. Right. No time for it. And then the type of training. So they're they're giving you more information for you to feed someone else without telling you right. how to deal with your own information for yourself right. to be the person to deal with them. So I think it was like it's like a whole system. Structure right, so, that I mean, would have yeah, to be it has to be like redone again, torn down, and yeah, builds back up from yeah. scratch. I mean that and like a lot and many of other, other things, things. Yeah, right? Exactly. So then the goal is to do down. what you what you can do, right? So going to sit down and march to tear down systems that might be an idea, yeah. or in this space and time in this room, this is what I can offer. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and doing that, the kids see it. They know it. my door. Like when I'm absent. They'll eat lunch right in front of my door, and the they'll walk. The teachers will walk by, like, look at this. Mm-hmm. Like, they know I'm not there. I'm not coming. Right. But the right. thought is like, it's just like we we know what this we're getting from you. This is a safe space. Right. This is a safe space. Right. Right. We represent safety, and there are so many young people who are walking through our schools, through our hallways, feeling unsafe on the inside, and just looking for that that place right? right that haven where they can go to and know that they're seen as who they are right there's no like judgments high expectations right you know i or i could just sit here and we don't even have to talk right right, right. but being able to just be safe right um, and i think that that's also a part of that returning right is even if you're not there i'm gonna go to what represents the safety this area right here this space right, right here right and i love it i love the little area it's like where the arts are the music i'm there the art teachers there it's like this whole little corridor and they know it and they're like we just need to have it you're quietest kid you're shyest kid it doesn't matter and that's why when they come and observe me they're like this kid's talking you know or this person's and i'm just like yes they don't want to do what you what they're thinking is for you like mm-hmm. if you if they understand that everything is for them they, they work a different way right it's like they're little adults and right. that really is the reality of it so it's like you can't even approach them as how we're trying to oh they're just no 
they're not mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're actually you know a little bit smarter than, than well, you know we, we think. Credit for, for right? yeah, mm-hmm. that's always a fact. Mm-hmm. Always, always. So you said you did um, one of your one of the double majors was in English literature, right? Mm-hmm. And so now was that how was that the foundation for you being interested in acting? Like, where did that like come from? You know, it's funny if I, I don't, I think my mother again in that too, like when we were younger, um, she was, she worked at Bronx Seven on hospitals. So she uh, made me, my cousin and my sister, this group. And I never forget my aunt named us and we would call hot sauce cause we were hot. Right. So <laughs> we, would, we would call hot sauce hot and sauce. we would have to go and perform for the kids. So I remember one year run DMC being there, like they had artists that would come, but before huh. the artists came out, my mother, you were the opening act. Would come out, and it hot was sauce. always hot sauce. Could you imagine <laughs> hot sauce? Yes. Um, so it was. We would come out before it. It was fun. It was like yeah. a rush. I went to Pennington Grimes in Mount Vernon. It was in every every single thing. I played the trombone, the drums, dance, anything that had to yeah. do with arts. I got to high school and didn't. Um, middle school, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of was just like in school. I don't know if I was really finding my interest. All of my friends from high school were in the arts. Rappers. Some of them were getting signed at the time. Like, it was just like I was always surrounded, surrounded in it. By it. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time I got to college, my English, my first English education professor, I forget his name. Uh, Mr. Hamilton, right? No, but he had... Dola, he was he was related something in Dolomite, and then had the, this niece, a famous actor, uh-huh. a black male actor, um, and he was related to him, um, and he was throwing plays at the school, and I never forget because he would always do these lectures, and he was like, I don't care if you never come to my class, if you guys show up and help me with this production mm-hmm. I'm having in the mornings and set up, I'll change your whole grade to grade, and I remember thinking like, what? Going there one time on Saturday morning, loving setting it up, loving the imagination. Like, like you have the thought yeah. and you get to create it. Mm. It doesn't exist. It's here, but then you get to watch it right. all kind of play out. Yeah. I loved it then, but just didn't pursue it because at that time I'm like, okay, I didn't know how. Mm, I didn't right. know what. And I was already on track in school for education. For education. Yeah. Right. But as soon as I got out, I then started looking up acting schools, but started working at the supper clubs. That became my form of like entertainment because now I get to get dressed up every right. weekend. Mm-hmm. I get to like kind of be out. I started throwing parties. Like um, I had an entertainment company where we would throw parties and throw little events. So I've always been in the arts and entertainment or loved it. Um, loved it. Loved it. Just loved it. I don't, I don't even know where I, I don't even know where the it's acting part came from. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't even know where that part but as far as entertainment or the arts i loved it mm-hmm. my mother's a walking character so anything i could literally just look at her and then just go by like even when she talks she gives like you know she just all of these things <laughs> and she's like moving and i'm like when i watch it i'm like what is happening in this right. head you know right. but, but yeah so like um i then i don't know like i then started writing because i always wrote like mm-hmm. that was something that i always would do keep a journal read write always right. always maybe not share it but definitely always had a journal through college could okay. definitely always express myself probably better in writing right um so i was just like let me go you know take this writing club and then it started going mm-hmm. i did a couple of videos like would do videos when i first got home but then i would see um i didn't necessarily care for the process of it like mm-hmm. the waiting around 
then I remember being lined up and they pick you like that. Yeah. And then if you're not doing certain moves or certain sexy things, and then based on my body type, there was a certain look uh, where I was like, I really love it, but I don't know if I love it like that. Like you know? for the casting call type right. of experience. That's what right. you're describing. Okay. I love like the entertaining part of it. Yeah. I love the dramatics, the everything that comes with it, the staging. But what you guys are asking me to do, I may not. So again, I'm a teacher. I, so, so you can tell I like to control a room. What is more control than a one person show? Like, there's right. nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, right. What, somebody was like, uh, do you, are you casting for people or are you just gonna. Nope, I'm gonna take over the whole show. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm be everybody. everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then I thought about it, I was like, uh, that's a lot. But then as a teacher, every day that's it. What is amazing, <laughs> like, you gotta see the show. Like, so before we run out, right? When are you having another That's show? Right. Because the shit is hilarious. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when you were doing it before. The 15 minute, you the came to that one. first I would one. Go yep. there and see it each time. Crack up laughing. You could hear my laughter in the audience. The best part of it. <laughs> oh, because once sure. you hear it, I'm like, that's Lizzie. Yeah, right. And I'm comfortable. Oh, right. It's like I'm talking to a friend now, you know? But to see kind of like that growth of, you know, yeah, it was the 15 minutes, but forget about like how much time it was. It was about like what you were yeah. doing while you were there, the characters that you were kind of taking on. And to watch these characters kind of grow and expand yeah. a little bit um, to now this 55-minute show that you have. So when is the next one? Do you have a date yet? I do. So okay. April 4th is the next one, and it's going to be at the Producers Club. I'm waiting for a date for Ars Nova, and then I'm going to go to D.C., and then nice. I'm going to go to London, oh, and I'm just awesome. going to go. Just travel okay. with it. Yes, I'm going to it. travel with it. Yeah, because um, after the show, um, so the irony is that for the uni- for the show, I actually won Best Comedy, and I remember sitting there saying, this is not no. funny. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my life. life. Like, right. This is some real live stuff. And after winning Best Comedy, the director of it, he was like, you know what? We're going to have, we're going to do an opening in London this September. Are you open to that? And I'm like, London? He's yeah. like, yeah, what you didn't know is that my mother's a teacher. He uh-huh. ran the whole program. And he was like, and I was at your show every night um, that you had it. He was like, so I really think it's important. And, you know, we want to, yeah. you know, help you it's behind that. Too, right. you know? like, yeah. No matter where you are in the world, you're going to have this You know this kid. Right. You know that security guard. Right. You know that parent. And, you know, even though the teacher yeah. was just trying, but it looks like, what are you doing? Right. You know? So, um, yeah, I'm going to have another one. The dates as far as, like, D.C., I know that's the summertime, and ours, okay. no, I don't have it, but, but April 4th in New York April City. 4th. Yes. Okay. So we got to yes. be on the lookout for that. So where should people look out for that? So they can look out for it on my website. I have a website, and it's www. <laughs> I was like, how many W's? <laughs> there might have been an extra W. <laughs> okay, well, three W's, guys. Uh, at afreview.com. That's A-F. R-E-E-V-I-E-W.com. So, you know, I kind of took my name, like Elena Freeman, like you get it like a kind of free view. I don't know. I love it. That's cute. Or you can check on my Instagram. I have an Instagram um, at Cherry Lane, um, C-H-E-R-E-E. L A Y N E. Okay, guys, I'm just have to spend this, no. spell these things out. Yeah, I was like, what's your phone number? Hold on. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh, what is it? 914- I'm hiding, okay? I have four pages. So one is Miss Elena, one is I Freeman. I have to like create these pages. <laughs> yeah. Um to yes. get away from maybe some of the 
the kids mm-hmm. they uh, find me yeah. and I'm like I'm not hashtagging anything exactly. school how do you find me and then they're commenting under my stuff I oh see them God. watching my stories and you I'm know. like so I have these other pages created that are right. safe right yeah. they just have some privacy a please bit. Right. your teacher wears bathing suits this is, yeah bet you didn't know that yeah. <laughs> yeah. they thought that you wore what you wear to work yeah. every day all the time, all the time. and I right. don't yeah, guys she wears exactly. a bathing suit and it's a little dangerous stay off the page <laughs> okay. yeah. you know what I'm saying like just please this is what she does uh, and uh, like I can't so I have another one that I sometimes allow certain kids to follow and it's at the miseducation of Miss Freeman that's okay. the title of the show because so. I have been educated enough to know when I've been miseducated yeah. like where you guys are pulling a fast one on mm-hmm. us but I wouldn't take teaching away from um let me be clear that when I'm speaking in reference of the education or the teaching and speaking of the troubles of it, I wouldn't take away my experience of having it. Right. Those kids, like the way that we kind of feed each other, I don't think I would be the same person or even in pursuing of writing a show and thinking right. like London without that fresh energy of you could do it. Yeah. You could do it. Right. I'll come to them with an idea and the next day the kids will come with it ready. Like, like come on, let's go. Yeah, and I'm like, right. but wait, You're what about? And they're like, no, let's do it. So I love how we feed each other. I love I love the parents. I love the experience that the kids give me. And I love everyone in the building that's trying to make it happen. I can say that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Because I've mm-hmm. done what I needed to do to feel right. like that. Right. Um, my wish is for every teacher to then feel like that. So hopefully this is a show that can be taken to where they can see it. So that they can kind of look at themselves and say, well, maybe if I change the way I kind of think sure. and my yeah. behaviors outside of work a little bit differently. Yeah. Maybe if I start to do the things I love. And fall in love again, exactly. you know, yeah. with what I love to do. I might be okay with working with children, children. Yeah. you know, like I might be okay with putting my things aside to then help your growth because I'm growing too. Mm-hmm. You know, the stagnation is what makes then people feel feel like bitterness and yeah, and resentfulness. Like it's like, what yeah. about me? Right. There's no outlets. They don't have an outlet. Right. That, right. So the show is, please, let's find it. You know what I mean? Let's find it so that we can be better individuals for the people that we're in front of. I'm not saying do this, do that for them. You have to do it. It's like for yourself, for your own sanity, you know? It just benefits everyone. Right. Right. Because it's inspiring people who have a a job, Mm -hmm. right, to not just hone in on that, but to explore your own joys, your own happiness, your right. own creativity, your own outlet so that you can enjoy whatever that job is right. that you chose right. to have. That you picked. Right. Because I, I, I talk so, about that a lot at work, you know, where people start complaining about the kids and I'm like, why you chose here? this work. Right. So remembering that you chose this and at any point For you can unchoose it, it, right? Exactly. And it's, right. it's okay. You know, right. there's no right. love loss. But we got to just honor, you know, where we are in that the moment. The choices, yeah. right. Right. It may not be what you want to do right now. Most people feel like that's where they ended up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I want a lack of control. Purpose. That's why you right. have people right. who just want to have control over everything. Right. You feel stuck. Right. 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 But it's, so you put that out. But it's just, it's also, you got to remind yourself why you're in that role, right? Like, just a constant reminder. Even if you feel like you ended up there... You got to kind of reassess and reevaluate. Yeah, but if I'm stuck so, and I'm feeling bitter about ending up where I am, I can't even access that part of self-reflection yeah. and self-assessment. You know, that part is going to be yeah. a little harder. And yeah, sometimes but then it think, might have to come from external Yeah, for sure. Um, but then think about it. When sure. you're stuck and you're right there and you feel stuck on your job, 
That's your relationship too at home. Yeah. That's the relationship with your man or your woman. That's the relationship with everywhere. It in your body. everywhere. You are right, yeah, but everywhere. then you're stuck there. So it's like, how do you? So it's like sometimes we'll focus and we'll be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I feel like it's the job. And it's like, eh, nope, you're that person mm-hmm. over there out, with your friends. Right, and it's right. like, okay, so then the goal is to how do I become the person that I want to be or that I need to be. So that I'm not in a situation where the conversation of be, me me being stuck doesn't exist, right? Or my job, on any level, you know what I mean? Because it's I don't think that is a case where people are like I'm just stuck on my job and I'm just unhappy there. Well, yeah. if you kind of rewind, yeah, yeah, it's carrying right. over for sure. And I had to know that, like yeah. Elena. Okay, you're saying it's the kids and it's just that, but it's like no, you you probably not happy because this didn't go right for mm-hmm. you. You know, you're not happy because when maybe when you put your money up for the business, this is how it feels, or maybe there are other things that you struggle with. So now when that kid is on the floor and you're saying get up, you're like. Ugh. Oh, yeah. But no, deal with those other things. Deal with the many other things that you so you should feel fulfilled so that when these things happen, you realize those are things happening in addition to whatever else is taking mm-hmm. place. place yeah. Once that happens, those things don't exist anymore. Exists, that yeah. kid won't even go on the floor. Right. In your because presence. You're also putting out that energy, right? Absolutely. So you can shift that energy, then your experiences change. I, or everything about it. I haven't had one fight in the classroom. I don't think I... Like, every everything about my experience in that building has changed to the point to where um, I am going to start doing PDs for teachers. But for me, I feel like it was a long personal process. Yeah. So I was willing to do things like give up television or give up things that I was committed to. Not everybody is willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And not everybody yeah, can do that. Yeah. You know, they, they have other situations. I was... I had the opportunity to just focus on myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. everybody may not be that afforded that so they have to have things in their life maybe their spouse listens to that music even though they're trying to right. you know not block it out you know it. right yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a lot of work nice. but baby let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> it's work that you also enjoy doing and yeah. i think as a, a parent you know who has a child in the education system you know i'm grateful that there are teachers like you and i hope that you know in my child's school that there are teachers like you like my daughter's teacher right now she's way better than the teacher we had last year okay. i mean it's like a known fact that right. the kids in the first grade class did not enjoy the first grade teacher as well as the parents right yeah. so just as a parent you know thank you for what you deposit into the community and into the lives of young people because you are planting a seed whether you see that tree right grow or you mm-hmm. see that young person grow just as you're able to remember who your second grade teacher oh, is right. those kids will be able to remember who you are right. and they will be able to say your name just as quickly. So, I love it. And then you. I teach on Freeman Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the kids that. are just Freeman out. Right. Look They're like, I that. live on your street. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so just dope. like this all a lot. Like, it's just all this thing. Like, I right. can't explain it. I'm like. Yeah. Universe is dope. Yeah. Right. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm thanks like, for know. having me. And now it's tea time. Elena's going to hit us with the tea. (laughs) Yes. When we teach others, we learn about ourselves. And when we learn about ourselves, we grow. Yes. And the E is for explore. Explore your talents, gifts, and interests to own the stage of your life. Yes. And the A is for art. Art can shift your perspectives, y'all. 
Yes, they can. So thanks for listening. And if you haven't already followed us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, please make sure to do so at N-E-C-E-S-S-I-T podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.